episode 34. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. And today we're going to take a travel out west to the great state of Colorado in the Denver area to visit with Owen Quartz, magnificent singer, songwriter. Where do you hear his tunes and his stories and how he approaches music? So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Today, my guest on the Dharmic Evolution is Owen Quartz from Denver, Denver, Colorado, the great state of Denver, uh, great state of Colorado. And uh, Owen, it's a pleasure to have you on board, uh, checking out all your music. And man, you have got the uh, the songbird in you, brother. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, so, hey, let's start out uh, right at the beginning. Um, Denver, you're home forever? Well, I grew up here for the most part, and I went out to California for college, and Denver called me back, so I have no intention of leaving at this point. Yeah, it's uh, quite inspiring to live out there, no? It is, yeah, just to get to see the mountains every day, and um, it's definitely a uh, beautiful place to live, that's for sure. So how did, how did the journey begin for you, Owen? Like, when did the music bug, like, hit you? I mean, how old were you when you first had an idea that, man, I'm really, I'm really being pulled into this music thing? I think it was from an early age. I mean, I had, fortunately, my parents are both very much into music, and my mom's a songwriter and piano player and singer. And so I think just through the influence of my family, I got started on music very early and started to plunk out little melodies on the piano and sing songs and um, that was just a joy for me from the beginning so I think that started me on the path and then when I was eight years old I started with a guitar lesson and for some reason I was very drawn to the guitar too and evidently my parents tell me that I was just very adamant about taking guitar lessons specifically so that was just uh, how I started and then when I was in high school I took a guitar class and I had the opportunity to share some of my original songs and perform those for my high school. So it ended up being a, a real opportunity to get into that whole vein of performing and sharing songs and songwriting and learning more about the guitar and songs and their structure and all that kind of thing. And so that was a real new direction for me and one that was very exciting at the time. So let me ask you about, that must have been really cool. Your mom was a songwriter, and you were a little kid watching this happen. That must have mm-hmm. been really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great to see her just get in, in absorbed with that process and how much joy came to her when she was writing. And then she would share the songs with us, you know, and it was just... It was just so fun to see her joy around music as well. Did you like get into the whole process with her, like, or did you, did you just absorb it as it happened? Like, did you ever sit down and say, "Hey, mom, how the hell, how do you do this? How do you come up with a song?" It wasn't until high school that I started into songwriting myself that she then was able to help me with my songwriting. So, you know, I think I was just more absorb, absorbing it and observing it when she was writing, but then. It ended up being more of an involved process with us together when I started to write some of my first songs, and then she had you know feedback that she could give me and ideas, and um, it ended up making those songs a lot better. And then I saw that you could really grow a lot in the songwriting process, so that's inspired me to keep going. That's awesome. Hey, I want to play just a little track here for uh, to just let people know where you know, like what your music is all about and what you sound like. This is called "I Am Theirs." Okay, if I play this for them. 
Yeah. All right, cool. I'm there with Owen Quartz. Baby, you know I love your smile like the sun after the rain. Even when the thunder's wild, I'll stand by you and say I'm there. Starry skies and fireflies on this warm summer night. You and I lying side by side, and when you wake, you'll find I'm there. And you need someone to laugh with and share the fun And I'm there when the world is upside down And you need someone to hold you and be your solid ground I'm there They say that a strong tree will always bear good fruit even in the autumn freeze You can come back to your roots And I'm there When we've revived our faith We'll go dancing in the snow And if we step through dire straits I won't let you go I'm there Great track, great track. Thank you. Yeah, now, um, production-wise, really, really top shelf. Um, who's producing this work? John McVeigh, and he works up at Coop Studios in Boulder. Oh, okay. Awesome. Really great sound, so well arranged. Um, just awesome song and really, really great production, too. So, That's so good to hear. Yeah, just uh, the opportunity to work with John was wonderful, and uh, I feel really fortunate that we formed a friendship around that, too, and I probably will be working with him on my next project as well coming up in the next year or so. So I'm excited about that. That's great. That's great. So so back to, um, uh, just to touch on the family, anybody else in your family, Owen, who is musical, or was it pretty much mom? Well, my mom's side of the family is very musical. Uh, my dad also is musical, I would say. He might not describe himself that way, but he says he uh, plays the saxophone and studied saxophone for a long time, and I think he made some really good progress in that area. But so, but he's such a music supporter. I mean, he's just been so supportive of, of my music along the way. And um, and then my mom's side of the family, you know, we have a lot of guitarists and uh, you know Beatles lovers. Really, I mean, they're they're just like Beatles aficionados, and they love all the Beatles songs. And I remember family reunions growing up. We would all get together and play Beatles songs, and that's how I started to learn some of the basic chords on the guitar and all that kind of thing. So definitely a family culture. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, you got like a whole band going on there, you know, just in the family. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, can you tell me about um, your writing process? Like uh, when you write, do you have a favorite when, where, you know, like what is your what is your favorite modality of how I'm going to write a song today? Is it grab the guitar right away, sit at the piano, special place, anything, um, anything you can share with us? Yeah, I think my favorite... 
circumstance to write a song is when I'm just feeling something very deeply and profoundly. And when I feel that coming on and I just know it's almost like a wave, you know, and it's like you can just catch that wave and I almost hear the music coming through, you know, and it's just, it's just a matter of picking up the guitar and having a pen and paper and just getting it down as I go. So those are the most inspired writing opportunities and I really am grateful for those when they come. And, you know, other than that, sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down and, and starting with an object or starting with a, a guitar riff or something like that that would take me into the songwriting process. And sometimes that can get me in, into an inspired place, you know, where I'm starting to tap into something that I didn't realize was necessarily there on the radar right. uh, in terms of my experience or emotion or that kind of thing. So that's always a fun process. And then thirdly, I think the co-writing process has been one that's really been helpful to me, just getting together with friends and other songwriters in town and having the opportunity to dive into a subject matter that maybe one or both of us has experienced and getting to explore something from a little bit different angle than I would otherwise on my own. Right. How about um, inspiration? Like, where does it come from uh, for you? Is there any uh, specific thing that happened in your life that, like, you know, triggered you to be a songwriter? Uh, Besides your mom, like, is there any, like, is there a well that you go to all the time to say, man, this this really inspires me uh, to write? Or is it just different circumstances, different events? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think the idea too of getting people together um community is a big component for me in my career and in terms of my songwriting and my music as well just bringing people together around music and so i think that for me honestly is an inspiration to write songs and i think about not only what am i personally experiencing in an honest way because i think that sometimes is some of the most profound connective material as well right when it comes to you know this is my personal experience and this is what's real to me a lot of people end up being able to relate to that kind of thing um, but also thinking about, you know, like, yeah, what kind of, how can I put this in such a way that it's going to connect with that extended family, as I like to call it, that is my audience, that is my friends, that is my family, that is my, um, you know, community that I'm connecting with through that music. Yeah. Speaking of uh, community, can you share with us what is CU Denver? Uh, a program that you helped um, found and uh, what does it do? Like, what is it all about? So CU Denver is the University of Colorado Denver. So I didn't help to found that. That's, that's oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, okay. there's, no. there's another one you did, but <laughs> yes, yes, no, no, no. It's actually that would the, be um, that this, would be some feather in your cap, man. <laughs> that would be. Maybe someday I'll found a university. We'll see. <laughs> Here we um, go. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I helped found the songwriting program at CU Denver. So that's in the Music and Entertainment Industry Studies Department, right? In the College of Arts and Media at oh. the University of Colorado Denver. Okay, and. So that's a new program. It's about this is actually starting our fourth year, and I, I was very fortunate to just be there at a time that we were starting a new program, and we had a lot of interest from singer songwriters who are currently students as well as potential students to enroll in the future, and we just felt that it was the right time to get a songwriting program going. So I, along with Doug Krause and Judy Coe, got the songwriting program off the ground there at CU Denver, and it's been very successful. We have 28 students currently in that program, and we're continuing to grow. Um, and it's been a ride. It's been so much fun to get that up off the ground. This is really nice to see because, you know, for the longest time, songwriting was just like, you know, it was an art form that people just did. You never, you never saw people really coming together in an organized fashion. We're starting to see more and more of that, I think, which is really refreshing. 
Absolutely. And I think the university setting, I'm so happy that more and more of music, certainly as it has been for you know quite a few decades now, but then starting to get more into the contemporary music side of things that it's really allowing, again, that word community comes to mind. You know, it's a community of songwriters that are getting together at the university and share information, you know, have the faculty share experience and uh, knowledge. And so that I feel like that's an old, maybe even Greek idea of the university, you know, where we just all come together to share knowledge in that way. Um, right. I feel like sometimes teaching gets the rap of like, you know, you just stand up there and, and lecture the whole time or something, you know, and I, I really like the format that we have in the songwriting program and I think in a lot of the music and entertainment industry studies program um, and in the College of Arts and Media there at CU Denver that it's, you know, it's more about shared experience and the faculty are learning a lot from the students as we go as well. Well, that sounds great. I mean, you know, having an interactive platform like that where you're, you're really have your ear to the ground to listen to like, hey, who's this, you know, young person coming and full of ideas? I want to, I want to be here and channel that and work with them. You know, that's really cool. Hey, can you tell me, yeah. Owen, about um, Owen Courts and Friends at CU Denver? So is that's a different organization? So that is actually a specific concert coming up, and that oh, will be at great. the end of October, October 29th at okay. uh, the King Center and downtown on the Auraria campus there. And um, so that's just a, an annual event that I've been throwing. This is going to be the third annual event, and it's just an opportunity to get faculty alumni, current students, and just other songwriters, friends from the community into CU Denver, into the King Center there, which is our on-campus performance venue, and to just share a night of music. And so we do original songs. I have a lot of people who I've co-written with that I, that come in and, and we share our songs. So that's a great event. And, you know, I'm considering turning that into more of like a faculty songwriters event in the future so that it's just more of a, a general community event as opposed to necessarily having to have my name attached to it. But um, I, I'm really excited about that. Great. And you also, um, you're involved with the Urban Peak Homeless Youth Shelter. Tell us about that. Sure. So I got involved with Urban Peak uh, with through a roommate who I was living with probably six or seven years ago now. I think it's been a while. Um, and he was a caseworker, actually, at Urban Peak. And it provides, the organization provides a day shelter for homeless youth to come into and get resources that they need. They can work towards their GED. They can get job readiness training. They can get scholarships to college. They can um, develop life skills. And then they also have some arts programs for the youth to get engaged with as well. And so I'm heading up the music area of that. And we started a music studio down there. And so that's provided an opportunity for youth to come in. And it really, it's amazing that a lot of them are so talented. I mean, uh, what I mean by that is just you wouldn't expect, you'd expect them to come in and just want to have some fun with the music and that kind of thing. But um, but some of them are, are honestly like professional level musicians, you know, and they're out there and they're doing sometimes performing as part of their career already um, or, or part of their income. And so it's an opportunity to have them record hip hop, an opportunity for them to, we have a electronic drum kit in there. We have a, a really nice keyboard that was donated, a Roland. Uh, and then we have a, a, a mic that we use, you know, to get some of the vocals down. Um, a student of mine down at CU Denver, his name is Owen Trujillo, and he's been a part of the group 2MX2, which is a hip-hop group that went to Tango Talento, which is uh, kind of the um, Latino version of America's Got Talent. And they did quite well on that show. And so he has then been one of my students down at CU Denver, and he's been so big-hearted to come down with me to Urban Peak and actually engage with the youth down there. 
And with his hip-hop culture, he's been able to engage them even more so than I was able to on my own because I would bring my guitar down and start in with some songwriting with them, you know, and I'm kind of a folk style, as you can hear, and they were, some of them were kind of interested, you know, but they were kind of like, who's this guy with the acoustic guitar? You yeah, know, I was going to say, culture. did they try to flip you? Hey, man, we got to we gotta get this guitar away from this guy. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're Give him a turntable. Well <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, we, you know, just culturally, it was definitely a, a clash, although my, you know, my intention was to connect and to get to know their culture more and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, for a while it was cool. We would just jam on some things and, and there were a few stu- uh, youth down there who would be interested in the songwriting process. But then over time, as Owen Trujillo started to come in, he just opened up that whole world of hip hop and he brought in beats that the youth could, you know, lay down their hip hop um, raps to. And so that ended up just being a whole nother way to connect with the youth down there. And it really started uh, the buzz, I think, around the music studio. So we're, we're trying to expand as well now. So we're um, going to be starting a fundraising project pretty soon just to raise you know, a few thousand dollars around getting a, an interface in there with a computer and Pro Tools and Logic, some of that recording software, um, just to kind of upgrade the studio a bit so that we have more opportunity to engage the youth. And nice. also to engage more of the students from CU Denver. I actually um, have quite a few students this semester who are interested in getting more involved with what we have going on down there at Urban Peak. And I'm really excited about that because it could mean that we could start to expand. Right now, Owen Trujillo and I go down there just once a week on Fridays. And I would love my vision certainly over the next semester and, and couple of years is to start to expand that into more days that we can provide that studio and have that studio open to the youth on wow. a daily basis. I mean, it's it's such a cool thing. We, you know, you're more of a, like you said, folk acoustic, and uh, he's hip-hop. It's, so it's the Owen brothers, man, touching each other's worlds. I like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, really we, cool. <laughs> we, we go in, and sometimes the, the youth come in, and they introduce themselves, you know, and they say, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, hey, I'm Owen, you know, and then they go over to the other Owen, and then he says, hey, I'm Owen, and they, they kind of go, okay, and then they, like, pause for a second, you know, and they're like, wait a minute, are you guys pulling, you know, are you guys kind of pulling on me? And we're like, no, we're actually both Owen. <laughs> hey, I want to play another one here. This is another called I Love You, Owen Courts. I've been trying to think of ways to say I love you, but I'm not sure I've said it. Pure and simple Quite a few years I have given you cards And whispered sweet things in the dark But sometimes I wonder If my love charade is unclear So I'm leaving behind Every home Title in my guitar in search of the perfect words to reflect my heart. Every poetic strain just didn't quite resonate, and I realized that I was just trying too hard. So I'm leaving behind 
Great job, man. Awesome. You got such a pure sound and style, man. Just like, um, which leads me to my next question. Like, you know, who are your influences? Like, um, where do you draw all your influence for your particular style from? Well, I listened to the Beatles growing up, of course. That's probably one of the most common bands that anybody references. But right. um, definitely, uh, as I mentioned, you know, with my family, we, we had a lot of Beatles growing up. So they were, they were a huge influence early on. And then Simon and Garfunkel, I think, were a big influence as I started to get more into high school and was starting to songwrite. And um, with that guitar class that I mentioned, you know, that I got to start to experiment with some of that songwriting and also learning more kind of folk and acoustic guitar styles. I was just exposed to a lot of music um, that was in more of that folk vein. And so I think that was just a huge influence on me at that time in, in terms of just getting a sound around um, what, what songs are supposed to be and how they're supposed to sound and that kind of thing. So um, looking back, you know, at the time I just thought, oh, this is just the way songs are written and this is the sound that, that songs take, you know, and that's just the, the universe. That's the whole universe of songwriting. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, as, as my music education went on and just my exposure to more and more styles of music went on as I got older, of course, I found out that that's really like, okay, well, that's really just folk. Or in, and in a way, it's almost even kind of a, a dated style. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all, but it kind of has that 70s vibe to it. And um, I really owned that at this point, I think, in a, in a way that I love. I, I really love the music that came out of that decade and James Taylor and yeah, it's a classic sound. I don't think it ever gets yeah. old, man. It's just, it's just beautiful. Just, I, I love that it's still here, and hopefully, will be forever. Me so, too. Yeah, yeah if I broke that down, Owen, like you are a songwriter, a vocalist, and a guitar player, can you share with me with each category? Like, um, you just mentioned some really great heavyweights, um, but if I said, you know, favorite songwriter, favorite vocalist, and, and guitar playing, and, and favorite just to you, I mean, like, who who in your world of, um, of, you know, commanding all these arenas, who are your biggies for that? Is it Beatles for all three, or is it kind of mixed up? Yeah, I definitely listen to a lot of people in, in all three of those areas. You know, I mean, I think... Um, Simon and Garfunkel, I mean, Paul Simon specifically, obviously, with his songwriting has influenced my songwriting, particularly in the lyrics quite a bit. Yeah. I think James Taylor has influenced my voice over the years. And in fact, it was funny because I had a, a situation where I was in a songwriting contest. And then it was one of the first times that I got feedback that I sounded like James Taylor. And uh, I was at the Berkeley College of Music, actually, that I was attending the five-week summer program there. And I thought, you know, I had heard of James Taylor, but I didn't really know a lot of his work at that point. And um, I thought, you know, okay, I'll go listen to some of his stuff. Yeah, I, I can hear I, that. And not that you sound like him at all, but your approach is like effortless and pure. It's just awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and he he definitely sort of, from there, you know, knowing that, starting to get that idea that I sounded like him, I started to listen to him a lot more and started to say, okay, well, you know, how, what can I learn from him yeah. in terms of my own vocal style? And so I think he's, he's influenced my vocal style in particular for sure. Right. And then, you know, from the guitar standpoint, um, I, I ended up going to the University of Southern California for jazz studies, and I studied uh, in the studio jazz guitar program there. And... I was exposed to all kinds of guitarists, you know, and then fingerstyle guitar, Michael Hedges. Um, oh, wow. My favorite Pat, of all Pat, time. Pat. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, well, we have something in common. He, he started the whole thing as far as I'm concerned, you know. <laughs> oh, man. And just, yeah, listening through some of his CDs is still some of my most joyful listening. And um, Aerial Pat, Boundaries is like, you know, it's the... It's, that's it. Yeah, it's the pink floor. It's the dark side of the moon of the acoustic world. But, but yeah, just, you know... 
I mean, he was the one who, I think he inspired all of, uh, you know, the people that are out today. They're doing like just unbelievable things on the guitar. Um, he, I think he was the pioneer of all of that. Just yeah, an I amazing agree. player. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a great uh, guitar program at CU Denver right now too. And it's great to have some uh, contemporary uh, acoustic fingerstyle guitar players coming through. In fact, Sean McGowan is one of the faculty down there and he's, I think one of the premier fingerstyle acoustic guitarists uh, out there right now. And then we also have a lot of great guests who come through that he brings in uh, from that world as well. So it's a great, great chance to kind of continue my exposure to that kind of guitar world as well. Yeah. Hey, I want to play another one here. This is called Hello, Old Friend. Great. Nice change there. Excellent song. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hey, who? Um, what do you like the best out of uh, all performing gigs, Owen? Do you like um, do you like small, intimate venues? Do you like um, you know festivals? Like, what's your favorite type of place to play where you feel like, yeah, I'm really plugged in and I'm connected? You know, I just played the Evergreen Summer Concert Series recently up at the Lake House there in Evergreen, uh, Colorado, and it was just one of those gigs that felt the best and uh, I think that type of gig is the, is the most fun for me. It's a community event. It, kids are there, you know, families are there, people are out having a good time. It's out in nature. Um, it was just a beautiful evening. You know, the sun was setting over the mountains and that kind of thing and it's just those kind of opportunities that I just feel like I'm, I'm doing my role, playing my role in the community and providing something really fun for people and, and good music for them to, help, you know, feel good in the moment and uh, connect with the messages, connect with family, connect with friends, that kind of thing. Uh, right. Say tops the list for me. Yeah. Hey, can you tell me about um, 
favorite bands that you like to listen to? Like, who do you like really get into when you're chilling out? And I'm not talking about like, like the people who influenced you, but uh, maybe you just want some, uh, some chill time for yourself. What do you like to listen to? Yeah, I have all kinds of stuff, you know, on my on my playlist because I I think just the exposure to all the different kinds of music over the years in music school, um, you know, I had a great music history teacher that I got exposed to all kinds of classical music, and so I still listen to a lot of that. Um, I li- I like to listen to, but I've gotten into more electronic music, and I really like um, some of the the latest artists who have been coming out with tracks in that style as well. It just takes me to a whole different place, and some of the ambient sounds, house music, that kind of thing. Right. Um, just you know totally amazing compositional approach in their own right you know using a whole different compositional medium being production and on the computer and that kind of thing so um so yeah it's a, as of the last even month or so i think those two directions have been in terms of classical and then electronic music those have been two areas that i've started to dive into a little bit more right so so tell me about um what's going on with you as far as um are you playing out a lot right now or are you working on a record right now like what's going on with you um right now in time like this particular period of time yeah, I guess the way that I conceptualize it right now is that I'm a local musician here in Denver, and I have my gig down at CU Denver, which I love teaching, and I love being engaged with the students down there. Right. And then that that really allows me some nice freedom, you know, to be able to play gigs on an occasional basis and to really bring the community together around those types of events. For instance, like that one coming up down at CU Denver, um, you know, and it's just a great opportunity to... Um, have that kind of creative freedom as well to really put together some new material. You know, in between gigs, I'll be doing a lot of writing, a lot of co-writing. Um, and then I am starting to put a new project together. So far, just kind of the way that it's happened, more so than that I've necessarily planned it this way, is that I've had a new album project of some sort come out every four years, just of my own material. Right. And so the last one that I put out was 2012. Um, and I started in 2004 when I was in college with my first EP and then 2008 was my second project and then 2012 so now it's coming up on 2016 so I'm kind of figuring and actually feeling a very natural pull towards getting a a fourth project out there another EP probably you know five or six tracks or so and go up to Coop Studios again in Boulder and work with John and um, get get another uh, EP put together that's fantastic man that's great I want to play another one this is called leave my love with you Packing up my things, babe, I gotta leave Don't you cry, gonna be alright It's gonna be alright Baby, when I go, you won't be alone I'll be right there, look inside If you look inside Cause there's one thing I will leave behind Baby, I'll leave my love with you So you got something you can hold on to Till I come back to you Baby, you know my love is true It's strong enough to carry us through So I'll be home soon I'll leave my love with you I'll leave my love with you When I'm on the train or in the plane You're gonna be on my mind That's how I'll take you with me Won't you give me a smile I can keep while I'm away Just one will get me through the day 
Great, man. Great instrumentation, great song, production. Everything's awesome. Hey, Owen, um, a lot of young people have been on this show. I've done a lot of interviews in a lot of other countries. Um, From where you sit and your experience, um, can you share with them and me, um, as you look out across the musical landscape, the business, etc., can you counsel us on... um, what would you recommend to uh, young songwriters, artists, as far as education, educating themselves? Any specific books, webinars, uh, approaches, anything just off the top of your head that you could say, hey, I've been doing this a while and I think you should do X? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I'll just share my personal experience. I think everybody's got to find their own particular Great. path, you know, and, yeah. and it's always a personal journey. But, um, you know, a couple of the books that have really inspired me over the years have been uh, actually to start with uh, stuff that's not even necessarily music or songwriting specific, but um, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield has oh, been yes. really influential on me, as well as Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, yeah, you're, we, we have each other's libraries. It's those <laughs> two great books, man. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, those those to me are universal and they just have so many skills in there that apply to any line of work. And I think really, I mean, for me, particularly as a songwriter and as somebody who as a, as a songwriter, and I think that then translates to just about anybody who's trying an artist career um, as a songwriter, especially, you know, it just has a lot of really good entrepreneurial ideas in there and, and just how to kind of get our own personal vision in order and values and those kind of things straight so that it, it ends up becoming very simple in terms of the steps of how to move forward and, and how to make that uh, momentum start to happen. Thank you. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because I'm trying to get more and more of that out to, um, you know, because I think, and, and I think you'll agree with this, that now what what's become of the music business is that if you, do, if you want to be an independent artist and continue your art, you need to find a way to preserve it and make it so that you can keep doing it. <laughs> And, you know, you have to learn about all these tools and how to use them properly. So, um, absolutely. I think that, that side of it, the business savvy side of it, the, um, the personal vision, uh, side of it, and just the entrepreneurial component of those, uh, of this career are huge. And then, you know, then it comes down to the skills as well, of course, you know, I mean, you can have all the drive and all the, the vision and all that thing, and uh, all of that kind of thing in the world. Um, but if there's, if there's not some skill development behind there as well, some talent, you know, some ability to then kind of back that up with, the value of the music itself, then I think um, it's also it's just a very important other side of the coin. And um, I think, you know, just the the couple of books that have inspired me along those lines have been uh, The Craft of Lyric Writing um, by Sheila Davis, also Writing Better Lyrics by Pat Pattison. Those have been some great just songwriting, general songwriting books that I think have been some of the most direct and um, influential for me in my songwriting. Um, so... Those are the first ones that come to mind. I mean, otherwise, right. I think just just the personal education process, the 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 
I guess, dedication early on, you know, or and really at any time. I mean, I think when we have something, the, the opportunity early in our lives to develop a skill around an instrument, around our voice, around songwriting, whatever it is, then that's that's great. But, you know, even if we're starting into it at a later age or something, I think it's always just a dedication to the process, kind of a daily routine. You know, I'd say daily routines are huge as far as just the way our bodies, our minds work, muscle memory, habit development, that kind of thing, you know, and, and really having mindful practice around develop, uh, skill development. I think, you know, environment is huge. Um, getting into an environment where other people are doing it, where you can gain inspiration from what other people are doing in the craft. Right. I think also having a, a teacher. Somebody told me when I was aiming to get into college, they said, you know what, you need a great teacher is what you need. Just go find the best teacher in Denver, guitar teacher in Denver, and study with him for the next couple of years. And that's that's going to grow you leaps and bounds beyond what any, you know, books or <laughs> right. any other kind of thing can do. So, so uh you know, the private instruction component of that or mentorship component of that, I think, is also very um, influential. Excellent. Excellent pearls of wisdom there, my friend. Hey, as we're starting to wind down here, I want to know what, as you look out to, towards the rest of this year, what are you most looking forward to, both in um, in the music world in general and your own personal place in that world? Um, what do you see out there that makes you excited and, and looking forward to? Um, we have a songwriting retreat coming up for the singer-songwriters down at CU Denver in the songwriting program. And so I'm very excited about that. I always love taking them out into nature. And we stay at a cabin up at the YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch for a couple of nights. And we just get an opportunity to write and, uh, and, and connect with each other. And, you know, for me, that's like in a nutshell what I love about uh, my job and about music and about connecting with people and songwriting and being in nature. And it's just like it, it hits on all of those cylinders. So that's one thing in particular. Um, but, you know, I have some friends who have some CD releases coming up, and I'm really excited for them. I'm really um, excited for their shows and going out and seeing what they're doing. Student shows that are coming up throughout the end of the semester. I'm excited for this community show coming up at CU Denver in October. Um, just an opportunity to get friends and faculty and alumni and students together. Um, that might cover it. Th those are That's great, things. man. That's great. Hey, Owen, for... Um People who are listening who want to connect to you and your music, learn more about you. What's the best way for us to reach Owen Quartz? Uh, go to my website, owenquartz.com. And by the way, it is a really great website. And it's, by the way, it's O-W-E-N-K-O-R-T-Z. And the website's fabulous, man. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Mark Alvin and his company, Alcove Design, for their help with that. Alcove, how do you spell that? A-L-K-O-V-E. Okay. If you guys like that, get a hold of Alcove Design. Hey, um, listen, Owen, it was a pleasure having you on Dharmic Evolution today. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom, your music, your songs, um, all your stories with us. I had a fabulous time. So um, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Kevin, thank you for your time. I really appreciate your, what you're doing with this show and for the opportunity to be on. It must be something in the water in Denver. What a great guy, Owen Quartz, singer-songwriter, educator, um, he's a co-writer, he does it all. Man, what a great guy. Um, I really enjoyed that, and I hope you guys did, I'm sure you did, uh, enjoyed the visit with Owen today, getting to know all about what's going on out in the West there, and uh, if you're really enjoying the show, if you're digging on it, please stop by iTunes. It takes only a couple of minutes and subscribe, rate, and review the show. I would really appreciate that because the iTunes people love it when uh, 
when they hear about a good show like this. And also, the website is up, dharmicevolution.com. Stop by and check it out. There's a bunch of bonus content in there. If you just drop your email in, uh, you won't believe what we've done to show you all the past guests and all the um, content that's on there. So, hope you'll uh, take advantage of that. So, hope you had a great time today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. And I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage. Yeah.